Welcome back to the True Blue Riftcast. I am Jeremy, and I am joined, as always, by... Hi, I'm Dave, and this is a True Blue Riftcast, and I am joined, as always, by... Jeremy, hey, what's going on, Dave? As, it's going fantastic. It's, it's, it's pretty late. We were just saying before we started the recording how late it is, because we do these on Sunday nights. Yep. And uh, it's almost nine where I am now, but it's pretty late where you are. Yeah, it's uh, 11 my time. So and I had a really long drive last night. And I didn't get home till 2 a.m. So I am uh, ready to go to bed. So. Were you driving back from Rift Tracks Live? I wish, Dave. No, I was <laughs> I was driving back from picking up my son's best friend uh, what? in a town two hours away because his mom is recovering from her first session of chemotherapy. Yay, let's bring do down with the you? podcast. Uh, because what? we're nice people, and she couldn't make the drive all uh, the way by herself. So. Oh, I see. I'm just yeah. going to I'm gonna do a bit where I'm a big jerk and be like, you should have made the lady on chemo go get her kid. <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to think I'm a jerk now. I mean, they already do. Yeah, but, I yeah. mean, <laughs> yeah, let, let's get off of this and just jump right into headlines. <laughs> Headlines. So up first, uh, we lost another one, Dave. But what did we lose? Uh, uh, two days ago, uh, well, August 16th, uh, Peter Fonda passed away. Oh, I literally did not know he was alive until he died. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of good. <laughs> uh, Peter Fonda, if you're not quite familiar with the name, you may recognize him from such blockbuster movies as Escape from L.A., Ghost Rider, or Wild <laughs> Hogs. Uh, most people would know him as Wyatt, of course, from Easy Rider, his most well-known role. I saw his sister's yeah. boobs in Barbarella. <laughs> Everybody did, Dave. They're not that great. Well, for back then, they were pretty good, I guess. I, I don't suppose, know. yeah. That's all I got um, to say about Peter Fonda. <laughs> uh, let's see. Spider-Man Far From Home is now officially Sony Pictures' highest grossing film of all time. You serious? Yes. Wow. It is now the movie that has made them the most money, uh, reaching $1.109 billion dollars. Which put it uh, above Skyfall. Wow. By, by wow. wow. Yeah. Skyfall is a damn good movie, too. Yeah, it, it took took the place as now it's it's the officially highest grossing film for Sony. Um, of course, if you look domestically, I guess it's doing OK. It was number 12 last weekend, but not to get political or anything. Uh, which which I'm not, but um, I think that uh, a lot of it, like a lot of the go, going back to rewatch it, I think a lot of people are really excited to see this really brilliant move of making um, J. Jonah Jameson basically Alex Jones and yes. InfoWars. I mean, I it's... Was it's um, and, 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 and the fact that nobody knew that they were bringing back J.K. Simmons... Who, uh, yeah. yeah, that's just like, that's brilliant. I mean, that's just like, that's awesome. And I think yeah, that, that was an amazing move. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, they, I did read a little bit of an interview with that, and uh, they were talking about how 
his message hasn't really changed. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that it's being delivered. Yeah. And it just kind of coincides with someone else who's crazy and delivering things like that. Yeah. But he's still exactly uh, J. Jonah Jameson. He still has that same inflection that Spider-Man is just, you know, f- you know, from and we can talk about this now because it's Rift Tracks related because, hey, Spider-Man was Rift Tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And then probably one of my favorite things, honestly, about Far From Home was bringing the best part of the Sam Raimi movies back. Yeah, because when you think about it, I know we all loved them at the time. Those movies are kind of crap. Yeah, I I could go without ever watching them again. But hey, we also got to give it up as long as we're talking about that. The one other really good thing about those movies is um, the late, great Macho Man Randy Savage as Bonesaw McGraw. Bone size ready. I've got you for three minutes. One of the greatest to this day. Still one of the greatest uh, Rift Tracks callbacks. Yes. I am so glad that they still, I mean, like, because they released that riff, I think, in 2007. I think it's a very, very early one. Um, it was a while ago. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, uh, and they're doing a talk in Drip Tracks about, um, about something recently. I, I, I can't remember what. And uh, they uh, brought up the Blue Thunder recurring uh, running gag. And Bill referred to it as Blue Thunder. Only the ancients of all the ancients will even understand what that is. And we're and, and we're keeping going with it. Now, that's from uh, Nightmare at Noon, which was released in 2012. And which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that on a different podcast. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but they still have another one that's even more ancient of the ancients from 2007. That's like, I got you for three minutes. So, uh, Rift Tracks, if you're listening, keep up the Bone Saw McGraw running gags and all the running gags you have for, as Bill affectionately called us, the ancients of the ancients. I don't yes. take that as an insult. He didn't mean it as an insult or anything. I'll just be like, yes. He's talking like, yes, that's me. He's talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, Rift Tracks. Yeah. Uh, Cerebro Magneto. No, Cerebro uh, Magneto. Magneto. Cerebro. <laughs> X-Men. Uh, yes. Jim Dalen, <laughs> as we talked about last week. Yeah, we need to talk about that because... Um, I did a poll because um, uh, we just finished the uh, Rift Tracks. Uh, we'll talk about it later. We, we just finished the Rift Tracks live uh, season, and I put up in uh, True Blue Rift Tracks. I suspended a rule about no suggestions or requests or anything like that. What would people want to see in 2020? And yeah. much to my surprise and delight, I keep seeing... Ghost house, ghost house, ghost house, ghost house, ghost house, and I didn't have to like prompt people to do that. That yeah. that 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 there's an actual demand for a ghost house live show. So I mean, a lot of people were suggesting ghost house. I I enjoyed that myself. I of course was one of those people that suggested ghost mm-hmm. house, but um, I saw a couple other people besides myself talking about uh, Masters of the Universe, which mm-hmm. I think is. Kind of a kind of one of those dream riffs for a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people want masters. And uh, yeah, there were some good ones in there. Of course, somebody brought up uh, Twilight, which kind of started the whole Kickstarter. Yeah, it thing. sure did. It it started the whole Kickstarter campaign. Now, I would like I don't, I don't think I I think it's pie in the sky. Um, 
the guy who suggested his name is um I don't want to say his real name, but he's a very he's uh he's he's an old friend of mine from the Rift Tracks forum. Darth Geek. Uh, we'll use yeah. his his internet name. I've interviewed him for the Rift Wiki. Knows a lot about iRifts. He's a really really cool guy. And uh, yeah, he brought that up. And I think that is a lot of people's pie in the sky. I don't think it'll happen. I would love for it to happen, but it's like one of those things where if it does happen, I'll like shoot out of my seat and <laughs> cheer. But it's yeah. like you know, I don't. But I don't really think about it much. Does that make sense? Yeah, because yeah. they they said before that Sony said that it just makes too much money for them still, and uh, that's why they're not going to allow them to do that. I seem to remember that after. Yeah, I think maybe the second time they tried it, they got rejected again for that. Um, but hey, you know, someday maybe maybe there's there's always the chance eventually mm-hmm. it'll happen. But yeah, I would I would. There's so many. There's too many to choose from, Dave. Well, I mean, we've only been doing, you know, I thought about doing four, but then, like, I didn't want, because I know people from Rift Tracks are in the group, and they do read stuff, and I didn't want them to think that uh, we were kind of pressuring them back into doing four a year, which is great, but it's also probably exhausting, and it just seems like since 2017 on forward, like, the last, you know, they've been doing three shows, two shows, three shows, April, April, June, August, that seems to be the new normal. So it's, you know, I would, I, I, I thought about, it's like, and for old time's sake, if you want to throw a fourth one in there for October, go ahead and do that. But I thought, no, let's just keep it to three because three is probably what we'll realistically be getting from here on out. I don't mind only getting three because yeah, we're still either. getting three live shows a year. Like, come on. Yeah. Like that's, that's special. Yeah, it absolutely is. And uh, I, I, I'm i going to go back to the Bell Court sometime. Every year I say this is the year, and every year it's not. But um, it's going to happen. I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm going to go back. It's There were there were so many of my Facebook friends Me too. that were there for Giant Spider Invasion. And I just want to say, from the bottom of my heart, I hate you all. <laughs> Did you see someone actually put, and I'm not going to say his name, Rick Wiley, but um, <laughs> he actually put, he was like half mocking me, half like, hey, hooray, and half like, screw you, Dave. <laughs> Did you see this? Yes. Like, Dave, you really should be here. Yeah, he, like he posts a picture from inside the bell court. Like, Dave, you should be here. And I'm like, I know. It's like, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't hate any of you, Margo. I or do. Jealous, I, but I don't hate you. Margo, I hate you. Quote me on that. <laughs> Come on, Dave. I don't hate Margo. No. Who can hate Margo? She's I very don't. nice. She's person. amazing. I love her. Uh, let's take a quick look at the weekend box office before we get into things here. Uh, the new movie that's all about children and swearing, Good Boys, is number one with a weekend gross of $21 million, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw drops down to number two. The Lion King still in third place. Angry Birds movie two and fourth. And Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark slips down to five. And if you... Scroll down the list here a little bit. You get down to number 25, and we have Avengers Endgame still alive and kicking, raking in $98,000 on 100 God. 
even though it now is officially out on Blu-ray and DVD and all that good stuff. If people and are you listening to the director's commentary at their houses. It's still making $98,000 in theaters. Yeah. That's... I just thought that was that was funny. Still almost another hundred grand over the weekend. And that, of course, is just here in the U.S., but it all goes to Robert Downey Jr. And he would deserve he would deserve it. He sure does. Let's go on now from our news and let's get right into our short reviews of Rift Track Shorts. For today's short review of Rift Track Shorts, we are going to be taking a look at Good Eating Habits, released on October 30th of 2008. Ooh. So, Good Eating Habits. Do you know any, Dave? No. I thought I knew most of them, but uh, after watching this short, I can honestly say that I learned something new. I also learned that I hadn't actually watched this short before. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay continue <laughs> with good eating habits we mostly learn the wrong way to eat food <laughs> sure they touch on not eating a bunch of trash but even then it mostly focuses on how not to eat it in the short we get to follow a boy named bill bill has a stomach ache And it's not because he ate bad foods, but it's because of how he ate the food. He gulped and he gorged and he left half of his food uneaten. He stopped on the way home and slammed fistfuls of candy and cookies and chugged a pop like he needed to rot all the teeth out of his head yesterday. When it was time for dinner, he started not feeling well and he had to go to bed. The next day, he ate slower. He only had graham crackers for a snack. And he ate all of the food that he was given at mealtime. And guess what? No stomachache. As for what I learned, you're not supposed to wash down your food while you're eating it. <laughs> what, you're, you're not? No. You're not supposed to have a mouthful of food and then take a drink to wash it down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there are a few running gags in this one, and obviously, you know, those are those are some of our favorite things here on the True Blue Riffcast. Uh, Kevin is constantly making eating sound effects for the kid. And uh, there were a lot of a lot of pauses after a few short words from the narrator. And every time that happened, Mike Nelson went. (laughs) It cracked me up every time. I also liked finding a short that I had not seen yet. Of course, there being well over 300 shorts now, I'm sure there are a few more that I will come across while I'm doing these that I haven't watched yet. Good Eating Habits gets four bowls of mush out of five. So that's Good Eating Habits. Uh, Next week, I'm going to do something a little bit different for my short. We we didn't discuss this before. I'm going rogue, Dave. I'm going rogue. Uh, Next week, we are going to be taking a look at a collection of shorts. We're going to be taking a look at the At Your Fingertips collection. Oh, yay. And uh, of course, we will talk about the one completely terrible thing that has come out of these shorts. Uh, But we'll get to that next week. Right now, we're going to go from the shorts to the not so shorts and take a look at our first Rift Tracks movie for the week. Dave. What are we going to be looking at today? 
Uh, let's go ahead and start with, um, since it's topical and we've already covered it a little bit, um, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the, giant, the Giant Spider Invasion, which yes. uh, was just riffed live by Rift Tracks, uh, if you can believe it, on August 15th, 2019. Jeremy, you uh, could not, uh, you were not able to participate in this Rift Tracks Live uh, outing. Is that correct? That is correct, Dave. Okay. Um, because as we've talked about many times before yes. on the True Blue Riftcast, right. my stupid local theater chain uh-huh. decided for whatever reason that they weren't going to schedule right. all of the Rift Tracks live shows this year or any of the Rift Tracks live shows. And uh, if you want a further in depth <laughs> look at this. <laughs> Take a listen to last week's episode, uh, Jim's Father's on that plane, and uh, you'll be able to hear what transpired last week uh, that at least kind of made me feel a little bit better. But enough of that before I get too worked up and uh, and rant on and on. Uh, let's get back to uh, Giant Spider Invasion, Dave. Right. Okay. Um so it, th- this was the uh, the final outing for the uh, 2019 uh, Rift Tracks live season, and it's also kind of kind of kind of a cool note. I mean, um, it's pretty significant, but I mean, yep. they didn't make a huge deal out of it. But it's it's still something that's pretty cool. It's like it was the 30th live show. That is amazing. Yeah, I me. know, because if 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 you think about it. Like, um, I used to think that, um, in fact, I still do, and it's even more true now, that Jack the Giant Killer um, was a was the Rift Tracks Live deep cut. Now, that was when they had only done, like, maybe nine of them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Where they were still there in single digits. There weren't very many before that one. No, there was, I think it was like the, I think they did, uh, I'm trying to think here, in fact... I run a website that I, that I think. Oh, jeez! I run a website that I think might help us on this one just a little bit. It's called uh, RiffWiki.net, and it's a Rift Tracks uh, encyclopedia online that anybody can edit. Now, okay, so we're, here we have the. Um, in fact, let's just go ahead and go through all of them. We're not going to like talk about each of them, but let's just go ahead and uh, go through each, just like the title and the month and year they were Rift. Yeah. For the Rift Tracks Live. Plan 9 from Outer Space, August 2009. Christmas Short Stravaganza, December 2009. With Reefer- Weird Al Yankovic. Yep, Weird Al. Uh, Reefer Madness, August 2010. Uh, House on Haunted Hill, October 2010. Jack the Giant Killer is number 5, August 2011. Manos, the Hands of Fate, August 2012. Uh, Birdemic, Shock and Terror, uh, October 2012. Starship Troopers, uh, August 2013, uh, this is where the modern era of, uh, well, modern, but this <laughs> is kind of where the Rift Tracks Live kind of takes a turn a little bit in that it that this is where the Kickstarter started back in 2013, yeah. and we started getting lots of live shows every year. And at this point, Starship Troopers was only number eight. And this was August 2013, so not that long ago, only six years ago. Which still blows my mind that it was that, I mean, you know, you're like, it yeah, seems like it just s- happened, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like only six years ago, but it's like, wow, that was six years ago? I still have, like, I still remember that vividly, you know? Uh, Starship Troopers, August 2013, 
Night of the Living Dead, October 2013. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, December 2013. Sharknado, July 2014. Godzilla, August 2014. Anaconda, October 2014. Santa Claus, uh, not to be confused with Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, December 2014. The Room, May 2015. Sharknado 2, July 2015. Miami Connection, October 2015. Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, December 2015. Time the crappening. Yeah, then, uh, yeah, that that was the crappening. Uh, Time Chasers, May 2016. MST3K Reunion Show, June 2016. Uh, Mothra, which I attended live at the at, at the Belcourt, which was amazing. August 2016. Carnival of Souls, August, October 2016. Samurai Cop, April 2017. Summer Shorts Beach Party, which was amazing, June 2017. Uh, Doctor Who, The Five Doctors, the, uh, I would say, I would call that The Lost Live Show, August 2017. Space Mutiny, July 2018. Krull, August 2018. Octoman, April 2019. Star Raiders, June 2019. And this one, Giant Spider Invasion, August 2019. Wow. I mean. Yeah, that's, that's that's quite a list. I mean, that's like, I mean, you look at some of these titles and, like, I just say, like, just like Mothra. You know, I don't know how at Starship Troopers, after Starship Troopers and, um, well, maybe Godzilla and Anaconda, but, and, you know, you have Mothra and, like, I'd probably throw Krull in there and um, Doctor Who, maybe, but um, these aren't some, like, those are some big, big movies that, that you can get. Yeah. Um, and not to mention things like Birdemic and The Room and like these really big, not public domain stuff that you actually have to go out and get effort and right. like and pay some money and deal with some maybe not so great personalities. I don't know who I could be talking about <laughs> uh, to, to do it. But do Rift Tracks Live is an amazing phenomenon. And I just hope that they that it doesn't end with the 30th. In fact, I don't think it will. I think it's, it's going to keep going. Yeah, no, I think they probably would have made a bigger deal out of it if uh, if it was going to be the end. Yeah. Or if even even if they had realized that it was the 30th, like even before, like two days before it happened. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're just so focused, like, oh, this is the 30th. Oh, wow. Oh, hey, maybe we should yeah. say something about yeah. that. Uh, I will say that I, even though I wasn't able to participate in any of this for Giant Spider Invasion, I did learn something um, that uh, Sean and Connor are going to be releasing a Rift Track short soon. Oh, thank God. Finally. Jeez, guys. That's going to be awesome. Did they say that on Twitter or? Uh, somebody else that was talking to Sean posted it. Oh, okay, that's somewhere. Cool. Yeah. I don't remember I if it was on it, Twitter, or Facebook, or Instagram, or whatever. But it was somewhere gonna out there. That's going to be amazing. I'm, be, I, I'm, 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 I'm really excited for that. Honestly, and I yeah. am too. I think we all have been since um, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. The actual substance of the show. Uh, it was a good show. You know, um, I think that. Um, for me, I think what really made the show stand out or what's going to stick with me the most 
is i mean uh, the movie itself and the riffing out of it was was great i'm not i'm not taking anything away from that but there the short the traditional short that we have before the main is uh, is this little nugget called adventures in telezonia and yeah i kind of heard um, about this one a little bit um it defies description adventures in telezonia um <laughs> It it has puppets, um, and, and puppets that it's nightmare fuel. It really is. It's probably like one of the more disturb. It probably is one of the more disturbing things I've seen on Rift tracks. Wow. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, like genuinely disturbing. Like, like what is what is happening? It's um, maybe not on the same kind of what did I just see as in Trucker's Woman when we see our hero assault a woman in a hotel room. Uh, maybe not that far. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that would be interesting for short with puppets. Yeah, but it's just like, dude, what is going on with it? I mean, like. You'll have to see the. I mean, go well. By the time you're listening to this, the um, the rebroadcast will probably already be happening. Um, but yeah. when you get the VOD, or or even just Google Adventure in Telezonia, and you'll see why I'm not able to describe it to you any more than I have. It's something else. You can actually watch it on the uh, Library of Congress website. If you just do a Google search for adventure in Telezonia, it uh, it comes up, and it's one of the first results. And you can watch the the full thing right there. And I'm looking at the thumbnail right now. Yeah, isn't and, it something? Ah, uh, yeah. Mmm, that's terrifying. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of like because you know, like we're in like an audio uh, medium right now, and it's 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 hard. It's difficult to. Because I'm sure I've said it before, be like I can't describe you. You're 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 just gonna have to go see it. It's yeah. It's hard to even talk about. You know, it's <laughs> it's 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 one of those things that riff tracks routinely does to us. Uh, yeah. But this is like you know, um, I would compare it to Wizzo in terms of it just being just completely bonkers. If you want at least somewhat of an idea of what the puppets kind of look like. Um, they were done by Bill Barrett, who did the uh, puppets for The Sound of Music for the Lonely Goat Herd sequence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bill was talking about that at the live show, yeah. Um, and even they couldn't, like, that was the only thing they had to say about it, too, before the, before it started. It was... Oh. But as far as the the uh, giant, the giant spiders invading... Um, you know, it's uh, it's you know, uh, it's an old MST3K episode. Um, you know, maybe not on the same level as say something that is as well known out there um, as something as say like Time Chasers was. But a lot or of people, Space Mutiny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's a worthy inclusion in the Rift Tracks live catalog. I think um, it has Alan Hale in it, the skipper from uh, skipper from Gilligan's Island. And the uh, to kind of give you an idea of the kind of writing and performances that you can expect from Giant Spider Invasion is that Alan Hale's first line, and it's the first line of the movie. It's somebody comes in and it's like, oh, hey, Sheriff. And he says, hey, b hey, little buddy. 
And it's just like, oh god. <laughs> now this was this was made in it, Wisconsin, yeah. Yes, it was made in Wisconsin. They made a big deal about it being in um, in Wisconsin. But you would think that the people who made it hate Wisconsin because they portrayed everybody in it as a uh, backwater inbred hick <laughs> who wants to sleep with like their underage stepdaughter, and it's just like, oh, and this this movie treats women so well. Oh, I bet. Yeah, and it has about 10,000 subplots that, like, it picks up on and then immediately discards. Um, in fact, it's, it's you know, it's um, it's a good fun time. I would say, like I said before, it's, it's definitely a worthy entry into the Rift Tracks Live catalog. I look forward to being able to watch it on October 15th when the VOD is released. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, I'm wearing my official Rift Tracks Live Kickstarter uh, T-shirt uh, right now. You can't see it, but I'm pulling it out and putting and and pointing it at my computer screen as if you all can. So yes, enjoy that, everybody. It's it's purple and it has Octoman and it has uh, I think that's Saber Rain. It's it's Mike, Kevin, and Bill as the characters from Star Raiders. Oh 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 okay. <laughs> and oh, then that there's makes the. Sense giant spider in the background yeah the background yeah you and it's under there 2019 so hooray rift tracks live and i look forward to next year i look forward to hopefully being able to watch the shows <laughs> next year <laughs> good rich yeah <laughs> all right i'm not gonna get started on that again so let's move on now to our winner of this week's listener poll which was a dark uh, horse victory i gotta say i was not expecting this one to win yeah, it was kind of like when Roller Gator stormed the gates. Um, yeah. But for those of you who might not remember, our three choices were the uh, Carnival of Souls live show, the last slumber party, a favorite of mine. And mine. And the Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop. Not that version. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and... Our winner was Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because um, it's actually even more of a deep cut than um, than uh, what was the other one that we threw in there the last second um, that we just that we just the talked last, about. Yeah, last, last slumber. slumber. Yeah, last slumber um, that we both love. I was I was surprised because like a lot of people like like I said this was this was released in January of two thousand nine. Yeah, okay. so it's back there, ways. Yeah, it's um, it's it's part of Rift Tracks history in in this way. First, it was um, it's one of the uh, recolorizations done by uh, the former parent company of Rift Tracks, Legend Films. And uh, back when back previous to Rift Tracks, Mike Nelson had done I think three. If I'm wrong out there, you know. Email me, Dave, at TrueBlueRiftCast.com. Any way to contact me and tell me that I'm wrong and dumb. Um, I think that Mike Nelson did three um, solo commentaries for those. And I, I believe they were Plan 9 from Outer Space, Zombie 1, uh, Night, Night of the Living, Living Dead, Dead, yeah, and this one, Little Shop of Horrors. Now, uh, the... The one that we're not quite sure on is Plan Nine. Yeah, we know we know for sure Little Shop of Horrors and uh, Night of the Living Dead. I actually have that DVD of Night of the Living Dead. I finally found it. I think it was last year. 
I was finally able to get my hands on a copy of that one. And it's kind of the proto Rift Track. Yeah, because it's like, even Rift Tracks has said that the official start of Rift Tracks was the release of Roadhouse in 2006. And the reason we know that is because Jeremy was the, that, that, that was a question that was on, what was it, a couple of years ago or last year when they did, um, uh, Eric put out this, uh, are you a Rift Tracks mega fan? Test. Oh, the trivia, the trivia yeah, thing. Yeah, the trivia thing. And yeah, you're the I... only, you're the only, uh, you're the only fan to get every single question right. Well, I was the first one through it. Yeah. Well, I think you're the only one because they said that they were going to give some crazy prize to anybody who did it. And uh, I remember they put out a tweet or a post saying that you were the only one that did it. Yeah, I got, uh, I think I got like $50 gift certificate yeah. for rifttracks.com, which was amazing. But it's great because uh, I don't know if people actually realize this, but if you go on to your uh, rifttracks account, they have like uh, an achievement system where yeah. you get like little you get like little badges and stuff for going to the uh, Kickstarter shows and yep. checking out the digital goodies pages and uh, and stuff like that. And I have the highest number of points on achievements, uh, mostly because of that trivia thing, <laughs> because I got a special. <laughs> I have to go check out my achievements. Uh, that's okay because I because I have the highest number of achievements on the Riff Wiki because I'm <laughs> the only one that contributes to it, but it's okay. But because it's yours. Yeah. Yes, I am. I am currently ranked number one with uh, eleven thousand one hundred points. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm 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 very upset now. <laughs> I'm very mad about that. We're gonna have to. Okay. Anyway, we're 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 in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> But anyway, the reason I brought that up is because uh, that was the uh, question that got me kicked off the trivia thing, because wow. I because it's like it was a trick question. It was like either like July twenty second, two thousand six, or July twentieth, and I chose like the wrong one, uh, and I was just like, oh dang, right? <laughs> but um, so that's how we know that Rift Tracks, their official very first one was Roadhouse the Mike yep. solo riff and the stuff that came before that is like riff tracks precursor. It's kind of like the film crew. Yep. Um, now, um, they brought it back and redid it in early 2009. Now this is interesting for this reason is that up until then they'd basically been doing basically in 2006, seven and eight. Um, you know, they threw a couple of VODs in here and there, but they'd basically basically been doing MP3s. But in 2009, yeah. they got a whole bunch of public domain recolorization, either recolorizations from Legend Films or just straight up public domain or um, stuff that maybe they didn't have to pay a whole lot of money for. But I'm looking at this list and it looks like it's all public domain to me. It's like a precursor to the... Um, VOD era that was kicked off with Crater Lake Monster two years later. We had Reefer Madness that was released on January 20th, 2009, followed a week later by Little Shop of Horrors, which they brought that back and they did Mike, Kevin, and Bill. Uh, then they did House on Haunted Hill uh, a week after that, then Night of the Living Dead, Missile to the Moon, which they had previously done with Fred Willard and uh, in, I think, 2007. 
then a couple weeks later, they did uh, Carnival of Souls. Then a week later after that, they did Swing Parade. And then about two months after that, they did Planet of Dinosaurs. And then about a month after that, they did Bela Lugosi movie called Voodoo Man. And all these yeah. movies are public domain. So it seems to me that um, this was them kind of testing out the VOD waters, yeah. as, as it were. Um, and uh, I think Little Shop, I mean, it didn't get a live show. I mean, Re- Reefer Madness was a live show. House on, I, mean, we, I mean, we just went through all this. I mean, Reefer Madness was a live show. House on Haunted Hill was a live show. Night of the Living Dead was a live show. Carnival of Souls was a live, was a live show. Uh, yeah. Little Shop has been forgotten. And a lot of people don't even realize that the riff for it exists. We go through all that to say that, you know, that's why Little Shop is a deep cut. Yes. Um, it was a very early release that not very many people talk about. Yep. And it, it, it's I, I in fact, I'll go and say it. It's been it's been forgotten. It's been completely forgotten. I watched it about three years ago. And I was just like, this movie is terrible. It made me want to punch Roger Corman <laughs> in the face. Um, and um, and then I decided I'm going to make a storybook chapter out of this for volume two of Mystery Science Storybook. And um, I was actually talking to my dad about, like, hey, I saw this movie, Little Shop of Horrors. It's, it, it really got to me about how just how stupid it is. And he's like, I love that movie. Then he starts singing the songs. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And then it'd be like, it's a musical. I'm like, no, the hell it isn't. <laughs> are you, are you be like, no, there's like, and then he showed me his copy of the 1986 musical. And I took it and I watched it and I hated it more than I hated this movie. <laughs> and I'm like, you, are you serious? People like this? It's kind of like where I started to really despise Bill Murray. Um, where he's just kind of, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, but I kind of took that and, um, and then, uh, I didn't watch it again until it won this, but I never forgot a lot of it. You know, just kind of like my experience to me, it's an essential riff tracks experience because of all that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's highly enjoyable. I watched it for the first time, uh, just a few months ago, actually, it was up on, uh, Amazon prime for a, a while. Really? And I decided I would watch it. And then literally three days later, they took it off. So I'm glad I watched it when I did, but yeah, it's, uh, I own it. Yeah. It's definitely a bad movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, but 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 the riff. I mean, I, I I think in a lot of ways it's a lot like House on Haunted Hill, which obviously that the three riff edition of that was released a week later. So um, I actually kind of have an ear for certain eras of riff tracks, and I was when I was watching this again because I just barely finished it before uh, we started recording, so everything's still very fresh in my mind. And like, especially at the very beginning, I kind of have an ear for different eras of of riff tracks. And I mean, I already knew that it was released in early uh, 2009. Um, but if I didn't, there were just kind of like certain types of jokes, kind of like references to Bud American Ale, that kind of thing. That could be like, oh, OK, this is definitely like it has like it, it, it definitely has 2009 riff tracks written all over it. Uh, yeah. So just like, you know, like the kind of shticks that they were doing, you could tell. Um, yeah, you, you could definitely tell around the time that it was written. Um, 
But uh, do you want to talk about like the actual substance of the movie? Because the movie, oh my gosh, like the the things happening in this movie are crazy. Yes. Uh, um. <laughs> the movie is about uh, one Seymour Krellborn, who is a real down on his luck type of guy. Uh, he works for Mr. Mushnick. Who's the shop. best character in the entire movie? I hate uh, the movie, but I love Mushnick. Uh, along with uh, Audrey, who I hate, who Seymour <laughs> is in love with. Um, oh, 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 and... oh, oh, one more thing about Audrey. Oh, two things about Audrey that like my takeaway. Yeah. She has breasts, and she's incredibly stupid. Yep. <laughs> Both of those things are accurate, Dave. Uh, yeah, uh, Seymour uh, gets his hands on a plant. He shows Mr. Bushnick, and Audrey's like, oh, we should display it, and people will come in. And the plant looks very sickly because... Nothing is working for helping it grow. No no type of plant food or anything is helping it. And uh, while Seymour is fretting about, he uh, accidentally pricks his finger and uh, he ends up feeding it to the plant. And it turns into that. Then it's and then suddenly everything turns into roller gator. <laughs> not not the music. Yeah. Just uh, just the puppetry. But yeah. uh so we have this uh, this plant who likes to drink blood, and we have poor Seymour who is uh, cutting his fingers to to give him the blood, and uh, then and, and then and then and then he goes out <laughs> and murders a man in cold I, blood. I mean, it was kind of accidental. What? <laughs> Here, I'm gonna throw. He a out, <laughs> he's walking down the train tracks, and you know, he picks up a rock and chucks it and you just happen to hit somebody with it uh-huh and then that person just happens to get hit by a train <laughs> and, and then he then... just happens to pick up all his body parts and put him and in a bag happens to carry it back to the plant it to the plant yeah and which of course mr mushnick uh kind of sees definitely no no not kind of definitely sees oh also <laughs> he's on a Date. He's he's on some kind of he's on some kind of platonic date with Audrey, <laughs> which I'm like, what? And like, he doesn't have any money. And I'm like, what? Huh? Anyway, I just that that made me pretty angry. Yeah. Uh, Seymour ends up uh, accidentally killing somebody else. Oh, yeah. He stabs uh, a dentist in the face and Jack Nicholson <laughs> shows up. Yeah, and uh, and then Mr. Mushnick gets a guy killed. <laughs> uh, uh, it, was, it was a robber, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, he was trying to rob the place. After, uh, Mushnick went back to get some money, and uh, the robber came in because he's like, hey, you got all these customers now. You got to have a lot of money. And uh, oh, 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 can we talk about how, like, uh, Mushnick goes into the shop, like, right before he, see, he sees the robber coming, and he goes, he's going to go hide, but he hides behind... But he hides behind a glass door that is completely see-through. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, <laughs> it's, yeah. Anyway, we get, you know, we get toward the end of the movie. And I actually like this part. Um, and uh, I kind of wish. Terrible drag I kind of wish they would have. 
Oh yes, the yeah. uh, the guys that are supposed to be uh, Joe Friday and uh, and uh, what's his face? Um, I can, um, can never remember the other guy's Colonel name. Colonel Potter. <laughs> yeah, Colonel Potter. Yeah. Um, God, these 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 detectives. Yeah. Are like okay. A child burned to death. <laughs> what? I, I I get that you know this movie is is kind of like a dark comedy. But Come these, on. yeah, uh, my favorite part out of this whole film, though, is the end, because like I wish they would have they would have kept this this part in when they did the uh, the the version. It was at 86, you said, yeah, the uh, the musical version. And um, they they're at the they're at the plant shop and Seymour's there. And uh, all of a sudden the the. The flowers, the flowers bloom, the pods open on uh, on Audrey Jr. there, and uh, it's all the faces of the people that that, <laughs> that he's the plane eaten. Ate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought that was kind of a nice touch. You know, they they should have kept that in the remake and uh, blown people's minds. I think um, because it, it was kind of unexpected. Yeah. And uh, and then Seymour decides that he's going to end the plant. He he feeds himself to the plant, and uh, he's got what's he, like shears or whatever in his hand. A knife. And, uh, yeah, he's gonna stab knife, it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I don't know what I think he's gonna do to it, but he he gonna... pulls a Drax and he stabs it from the inside, and uh, then the last thing you see is his face showing up on the plant. Yeah, and, and that like and apparently like the the plant Audrey Audrey two or oddly. Audrey Senior, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's a stupid thing that this guy named the plant after this girl that he likes. Um, apparently, eating him is what killed the plant. Yeah, and it killed him as well. Yeah, um, and he apologizes and then dies. Forget it. Just dies and like, oh well, that's that. That's the end. Well, I mean, that's he was end. a murderer. I yeah. Mean, let's. I mean. <laughs> he wasn't a, he wasn't necessarily a good feller. He was he was killing people to feed them to a plant. Mm -hmm. One of the other good things that we got out of this movie, uh, and I sent a screenshot of it to Dave yesterday um, when the poll had been finalized. Uh, we got a song from the Riftones. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Called Eat, Eat. Me. And it's one of my favorite songs from the Riftones. Yeah, I, I'm 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 really digging how the riff tones have uh, been using riff tracks live. And and guys, if you don't know, when we say the riff tones, we, we mean Mike, Kevin and Bill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's basically the uh, music side of riff tracks. It's riff tracks, but it's the riff tones. Um, I actually I actually think Eat Me is my favorite of the uh, the Mike led songs with Kevin. It's a whole nother story. Because oh, yeah. The. The ones that he that he gets to sing lead on ha have all been completely outstanding. Well, because and Kevin is 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 amazing. He is an yeah. amazing singer. Like, yes, he is. What like wow? Every time I hear the man sing, I'm like without fail, I'm blown away. Like you know, it's like it start. I think it all starts with like for me anyway. That's like the ultimate riff tones kind of tune right i love that song also like i can uh, I, 
I can listen to it because, like, I was remember what like listening to the Jaws riff and then like how they put it at the end of that and made it part of the riff is just brilliant. Yeah, that was uh, Mary Jo Peel singing that with him, wasn't it? Maybe I don't know. I, I think it's her. Now I kind of got to look that up. Um, but uh, but then like, but then you got to come around to if, if, if you know if we're if we're gonna talk about the riff tones, we have to talk about Samurai Cop rock and action theme. I mean, yes. And not only that, if we're gonna talk about that, we also have to talk about like the two go together. I think Samurai Cop rock rock and action theme and um, Mutiny of Love. They're and they're they're so they're so good. They're so good. Like. And if you if you haven't seen it, I don't know if they put it up anywhere else. It's, I know it's than, on Drip Tracks. Yeah, the video of him doing Mutiny of Love. Oh, that is oh. amazing! It's so good. It's like I watched that like I no doubt I I think I watched it about fifteen times in a row because I was just like just blown away at how about how good Kevin Murphy is. I think twenty eighteen has a lot of really cool fun like moments i think that's one of them and yeah i think uh a really fun bill moment from 2018 is you go back and he does it with uh with uh with mike and uh with mike and kevin too is the uh ending of a talking cat <laughs> the rift tracks house yeah the rift tracks house <laughs> yes i that that the is such an, out, such an outstanding bit yeah, it's um, it's 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 probably. I mean, I don't think anything can ever top the end credits bit of uh, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One, but <laughs> this comes pretty close. It's amazing. Definitely, as as Kevin says, it's a tour de force by one uh, Bill Corbett. Yeah, the uh, now I'm thinking about Rift Tracks House and <laughs> how much I just want. I'm gonna pull that up. I'm gonna pull that up right thing. now on my TV so I can so like I can put it right on right after we get done recording. I'm not even kidding. I'm on my PlayStation right now. So I'm you know if you if you get to that. the if you get to the end of a of a Rift Tracks VOD, there are a few that they just kind of keep going throughout the credits. Radical Jack and, is one. Uh, Radical Jack <laughs> going off on uh, Rutledge. Yeah. <laughs> the, the town of Rutledge, Vermont. Yeah, and, and I think, and also West Rutledge. Yeah, uh, they they do that on there. They do that with Hawk the Slayer. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the animated Hawk who ends up being a Nazi. <laughs> and, uh, of I course, riff tracks. A, a talking cat. Yep. They used to do it a lot with the MP3s, and like we'd be here all day if we got to talk about that. But yeah, so we're we're gonna have to to make sure we we cut it short and we don't just ramble on and on about this. And uh, I am still trying to figure out. I'm pretty sure that's Mary Jo Peel singing uh, "When a Man Loves a Shark" along with uh, Kevin Murphy, but I cannot find anything. I've been looking this whole time, and I can't find anything definitive that says that it is indeed her but it really sounds like her well we'll uh, ask them the next time we talk to them yeah because they totally um, talk to us all the time oh yeah constantly <laughs> that's what people think <laughs> um so anyway for next week's listener poll uh since the last slumber party and the carnival of souls neither of those won so those continue on to the next uh the next week yes, and we will on be until somebody wins Yes, and uh, we will be adding in 
The apple. It's the apple. Mr. Apple, take me for a ride. Let me see be your guide through the apple paradise. Bam, 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 bam. The, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of the apple. So maybe next next episode, uh, Bim might be on the way. Hey, hey, hey. Bim's on the way. Oh, God. I love the apple. Anyway, sorry. Little Shop of Horrors, amazing. Pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make sure you look for uh, that poll. Um, Paul, I've been saying poll weird Paul. tonight. Make sure you look for that uh, Thursday night, Friday-ish, somewhere around there. I'll put it up and uh, give you guys a little while to vote on it. Uh, oh, hey, speaking of polls, Paul. we ran a poll. We ran one last week uh, to find out who was more popular in oh, Denver. Uh, Kelly LeBrock yes. was more popular in Denver. Yes. So there you go, folks. I, I, I voted that for question. her only because she was in uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and I don't think <laughs> I don't I don't think Kim Bassinger has been in any Rift tracks. No, I I do believe that is accurate. Uh, so that's going to do it for us this week. Before we get going on the Apple or any of these other yes, movies, because that we'll be love. here all night, and uh, I really need to get to bed. So once again, I'm Jeremy. You can get a hold of me at Jeremy at TrueBlueRiftCast.com. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at PB and Awesome, and you can follow the Riftcast on Twitter at TB Riftcast. And I'm Dave. You can check me out at SugarRayDodge.com. You can send me emails at Dave at SugarRayDodge at gmail.com, or you can send it to, uh, what the hell is our show called? Dave at TrueBlueRiftCast.com. And uh, I just realized that I wasn't recording. <laughs> You're full of crap. No. I, apparently, it didn't start when I clicked it. Well, so. thank, you know, leave this part in, because thank God. That I was recording. Do you want me to yeah. send that? I, I, I guess I have to now. Yes, you're going to have to send that to me, Dave. Okay. Um, yes. So uh, on the, the heels of my of my screw-up, we'll see you guys next time <laughs> on the True Blue Riftcast. See ya. Okay, let me go ahead and end this recording so that it actually uh. saves.